for tuning in to Jason DeMars Live. Every Tuesday and Friday at 7.30 a.m. Eastern Time, I teach on various biblical topics. Get in contact with me at jasondemars.com. Let me know books you would like me to cover in future videos. I have free books and tracks available for you to order and shipping is free as well. Make sure to subscribe and click the little bell to get notified when I post a new video. Good morning, everyone. God bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm going to speak about identifying pride this morning. Um, first thing I want to do is I'm going to see if I can share my screen with you. And not that screen. Let's grab the PowerPoint. All right, I want to speak on identifying pride. Identifying pride. I think pride many times is similar to um, what you'd say humility. Obviously, it's the opposite, but it's similar in the sense that it's often very difficult to identify it um, people will <laughs> people will definitely um, speak about pride and no pride when they recognize it but it's hard to really speak in any kind of detail about it because it's one of those things that is absolutely um, it's it's a little bit hard to grab a hold of. You you know it when you see it. Same thing with humility. You know it when you see it. So, identifying pride. C.S. Lewis writes, according to Christian teachings, the essential vice, the evil, is pride. Unchastity, unchastity, anger, greed. Dryness and all that are mere flea bites in comparison. It was through pride that the devil became the devil. Every other vice, it's the complete anti-God state of. So when a the main issue you find when a person is prideful, is and arrogant, it's that they they can't recognize their own pride. You, you can't see it. You're blind to it. In other words, uh, you can't see what is the struggle that you have in your life. You can't identify what that struggle, what that thing is in your life that's going on. In other words, uh, a person isn't, especially who's identifying themselves and maybe they are born again Christian maybe they're filled with the spirit maybe not but a person that is a Christian not 100% prideful they've humbled themselves to accept God's word they believe it's true they believe the message 
They've humbled themselves to say, I need Jesus Christ to save me from the certainty of hell. I need the word of God to live my life by. But pride can still be concealed in their heart, preventing them from living and being all that Jesus has called them to be. A man named De- Dennis Kinlaw writes this, Satan disguises submission to himself under the ruse of personal autonomy. He never asks us to become his servants. Never once did the serpent say to Eve, I want to be your master. The shift in commitment is never from Christ to evil. It's always from Christ to self. And instead of his will, self-interest now rules and wants, and what I want reigns. That's the essence of sin. Matthew 16, 23 says, But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a hindrance to me, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. That's how Satan works. He works through man becoming the center of himself. So let's look at pride. Pride is being selfish. Pride is thinking essentially about yourself. Pride's base is too much self-love. Pride is thinking that the worth of ourself is higher than it actually is. It's a preoccupation with image or with self. Pride is narcissism. You're in love with your image of yourself. Pride is self-centered or egocentric. Everything revolves around us, me. Pride wants to keep the focus on self. It's selfness. That's what it's all about. Philippians 2, 3, and 4 in the NLT says, Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interest, but take an interest in others too. Let's look at some of the attributes of pride and how it manifests itself in people's lives. Pride is unteachable. Pride becomes irritated when someone tries to instruct them. Pride refuses to own a fault. Pride refuses to listen to the advice and ideas of others. It manipulates situations using emotion. It manipulates others using guilt. You owe me. I'm your husband. I'm your pastor. Therefore, you should do this. It it manipulates. It doesn't give freedom, autonomy to others. It wants others to see yourself the way you want others to see you. Uh, You want them to see you big, high, important. Um, it uses self-image as a reason why their children should obey and look the part of being a message believer. Pride doesn't want to be told what to do, hates being told what to do. Pride wants its own autonomy to decide when they will and when they won't submit to the word. 
A proud person needs to be recognized for what they have done and feels hurt and angered when they don't get the credit for something that they have done. They want everyone else to see their accomplishments and what they have done. Uh, pride hates sharing the spotlight. Pride wants the focus to be on self. Pride takes credit for things that they didn't do or things that they didn't think of. Pride skillfully and humbly, quote-unquote humbly, brags about their own ministry or their own accomplishments. And they do that, of course, they do it in, oh, it's in such a humble way. But it's pride coming out. Pride claims that they're the best at a certain thing or they're the most qualified to do a certain thing. And they take, oh, take all the time in the world to point that out to people and they'll do it over and over and over again. Pride will drop, name drop people, you know, important people in your circle so that somebody thinks, oh, some of that notoriety of so-and-so is rubbing off on me. Pride is not interested in getting to know others and connecting with others. Pride is aloof and uninterested, constantly thinking of yourself and what others think about you. Pride Prideful people are extremely, sometimes extremely sensitive. That's a form of pride. They're easily hurt because they think everything is about them, revolves around them. They should be involved in and leading and doing everything and participating in everything. It isn't about you. It isn't about your accomplishments. It isn't about what you think you are. It's about the Lord. It's about the Word of God. Jonathan Edwards writes this, the first and worst cause of errors that abound in our day and age. Jonathan Edwards was was the pastor in New England who preached the sermon, Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God, and was a tremendous uh, theologian in the man-age you know, where, where God gave the anointing of such wisdom and understanding. It's a tremendous minister of the gospel, Brother Jonathan Edwards. First and worst cause of errors that abound in our day is spiritual pride. This is the main door by which the devil comes into the hearts of those who are zealous for the advancement of Christ. It is the chief inlet of smoke from the bottomless pit to darken the mind and mislead the judgment. Pride is the main handle by which he has hold of Christian persons and the chief source of all the mischief that he introduces to clog and hinder a work of God. Spiritual pride is the mainspring or at least the main support of all others. Until this disease is cured, medicines are applied in vain to heal other diseases. My goodness, what a statement. Spiritual pride, spiritual pride is the main cause of, that the, de- the main way that the devil comes into the hearts and the minds of those who are zealous for the purpose of Christ. They become spiritually proud and they will not humble themselves to the word of God. What a danger.
What an incredibly dangerous thing. Don't let your zeal turn into spiritual pride. Isaiah 57, verse 15. For thus saith the high and lofty one. Uh, that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place with him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. So the greatness of God is that he dwells in the hearts of those who are humble and contrite and who are repentant to be contrite means that you have a repentant heart and mind. And so that's where God dwells. That's who God dwells in. But God God gives grace to the humble. He, he, he comes and dwells in the hearts of the humble. But he sets himself in battle array against the proud. Romans 12.3 says, For I say through the grace given unto me to every man, that every man is to that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. So don't think of yourself more than what you really are. Think of yourself the way the Lord thinks of you. Think soberly. Think in a balanced way about yourself. All right, William Law, from the book A Serious Call to a Devout and Holy Life, says there can be no surer proof of a confirmed pride than a belief that one is sufficiently humble. Also, he says, if you want to find out how proud you are, the easiest way is to ask yourself, how much do I dislike it when other people snub me or refuse to take any notice of me or shove their oar in, or patronize me, or show off. Since we're often blind to our own pride, as I mentioned before, we need to pray and ask the Lord to search our hearts. But as, as that says right there, um, you know, you, you, the faster you are to be angry and upset about someone else that has pride in their life, is the quick way for you to see how much pride you have in your own life. If you recognize other people that are proud immediately and start fighting against them as hard as you can, it's, it's another way of confirmed pride being in your own heart. You know, it isn't... Again, pride is the fastest way to get God actively working against you, fighting against you. The fastest way to have God working in you is to get rid of that pride and humble yourself and say, I'm wrong. God's word is right. I need to look at myself through God's eyes and God's lens. Think about Think about the importance. Do you, do you want God in your life? Do you want God to work in your life? Do you want his word to reign supreme? Well, you have to submit to it. 
you have to let your heart be humbled. You have to see your own weakness and your own need. You have to be able to say when you're shown you're wrong, you can't say, well, nothing I can do about that. Make excuses. You know, you can't do that. Another thing, you know, perhaps this is something that associate ministers or missionaries in a church would struggle with is that they they would want perhaps have ideas and things that they would bring to the pastor and they would want or other people in leadership positions they want the credit they want to be shown hey i thought this idea i came up with this idea no no humble yourself the important thing is that God is working in people's lives. The important thing is that people's lives are being changed, that things are being positively affected. People are being positively affected around you. It's not about you getting credit for that or not getting credit. God knows. God sees. Let God be the one that brings, brings justice. Let God lift you up. If you humble yourself, God promises that he'll lift you up. If you take the credit and you do it to be seen outwardly, the Bible says that you have your reward. You're, when you do something to be seen by men and the men see you, you have your reward. That's not why we do things. We do it to glorify Christ, knowing that our reward will be actually up there. It'll be in heaven. It won't be down here amongst men. If you're seeking the reward of men seeing you, then the fact remains is that you're not doing it for the right motive. Your heart is not right in the first place. You're operating under spiritual pride. It's not all about you. It's not all about your skills, your ability, your history, your you, you, you. It's not about self. It's about Christ. It's about his work in, in others' lives. Get yourself out of the way. Stop thinking about yourself so much. Think about God and others and put others first. All right. Well, we'll bring this to a close. May the Lord bless you. Thank you for your patience. I apologize for the sound going in and out. I'm sure appreciate everyone letting me know that. Hope you have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy your church services. Make sure to be in church. And you pray for me. And if you have any prayer requests, please let me know. I will be glad to take that before the Lord for you. All right. God bless. Thank you for listening to Jason DeMar's live podcast. New episodes are posted every Tuesday and Friday. We thank you all for listening in. You can also find me on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube to watch the video portion of this. May the Lord richly bless you. Thank you.